A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. Welcome back to A Word for Today. It's Thursday the 17th of December, and we're continuing in our study of, I think, what is often a neglected passage of Scripture. Ironical, since it could be one of the most important passages of Scripture that the New Testament presents us with. It's the passage of Scripture with which God breaks his silence of 400 years, introducing the New Testament and giving us a reason to listen, not just to the New Testament, but to the message of the whole Bible. I'm going to read Matthew chapter 1, verse 1 which says this, The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Uh, What followed that verse were three chunks, three lists of names, uh, one uh, covering from Abraham to David, two covering from David to the deportation to Babylon, and then three covering from the deportation to Babylon to the person of Jesus Christ. Um, Stylized into three groups of 14 generations. And then in verse 17, we have the summary. So all the generations from Abraham to David were 14 generations. And from David to the deportation to Babylon, 14 generations. And from the deportation to Babylon to the Christ, 14 generations. Now the question is, what does this mean? We've seen uh, six or seven good reasons why it cannot mean a genealogy which is how it's been presented. Actually, what the word translated genealogy is, is simply the word genesis. Genesis, which is the genitive conjugation of the word genesis, from which we get the word genesis. So what that word is describing is actually uh, the creation. So it would actually be perfectly reasonable to translate from the original New Testament Greek the sentence of verse 1 as this, the book about the creation or the new creation or the new world brought about or belonging to Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And if we think about it, just as the Old Testament begins with a statement about creation, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, why shouldn't the New Testament begin also? with a statement about creation, but a new creation, a creation that will succeed this one, the book about the creation brought about by Jesus Christ. You see, if we were to read on in Matthew's Gospel, we would see, for example, in verse 28 of chapter 19, Jesus says this, Truly I say to you, he's speaking to his disciples, in the new world, when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne. Now, the Greek words translated new world is actually one word, palingenesia, the again creation or world. So the same word, genesis, is used there and translated as world. This is describing much more than a family tree, and we've seen why many reasons why it's not describing a family tree. So what is actually being introduced here as a reason given by God himself for us to listen, a reason that actually reveals to us the true meaning of Christmas, is the topic of the new creation. 
And uh, these verses that open Matthew's gospel constitute a lesson plan. They are stylized and adapted into a pattern to teach us about the new creation, not reveal to us the family tree of Jesus Christ. Now, how significant is the new creation? Do just think about that for a moment. Is that a big enough perspective for us? The destiny of our universe. Here is something that is introducing us to the idea that this universe will come to an end. It will actually be destroyed. It will be replaced by an eternal and perfect new creation. This is not about moral reform and kindness to others. It's about the radical replacement of our universe with one that will then exist for all eternity, peopled by immortals and ruled by Jesus Christ. This is describing the end eternal state of everything. So, what we are actually presented here with as an introduction to not uh, just the message of Christmas, but the message of the whole gospel, the message of God that he gives us in the Bible, is this truth about the new creation. Now, what is this new creation presenting to us? Well, it's um, it, it's presenting to us uh, three staging points. And the first one emphasizes Abraham. That's why Abraham is the start in verse 2. Because Abraham was the one to whom God first made this great promise. Abraham is in one sense the start of salvation history. He is the one whom God first called. He was an idolater from Ur of the Chaldees. And God called him and led him into a land. And in Genesis chapter 12, where the real story of salvation begins, the story of the true people of God, God said this to him, In you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So there is God presenting to Abraham a global uh, message that will affect all the families of earth. It's saying that this new creation, which is what the promise of God will eventually lead, that's what the gospel promise of God leads into, is something that was promised to Abraham at the very beginning. That's the first stage, Abraham to David. What about David? Well, if it was promised in Abraham, it was pictured in David. You see, David was the first successful king of Israel. They had a false start under Saul, but in David, God uh, said, uh, in referring to David, he said, your throne shall be established forever. That was 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 16. What he meant was that your line, your Davidic line, will lead to a throne that will be established forever. And so what we see here is what's being presented to us is something of epic significance, of transcendent scale and depth, of something that is hard to get our minds around, but something that we cannot uh, afford to ignore, something that will leave nothing in this universe untouched, something that leads to the ultimate future, to the eternal future, something that was promised in Abraham, pictured in David, something rooted in history that the whole Bible speaks to us of. We'll come back to this again tomorrow. Heavenly Father, thank you so much 
for this powerful picture of the new creation, the new world that is the property of Jesus Christ, that has been made possible by the person of Jesus Christ, that has been brought about by his amazing work. Through this, we pray you would help us to understand the true message, the true meaning of Christmas. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.